Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Coplin, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hi, and welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. I'm your co-host, Jim Martin, joined by Greg, Jeff, and Brad. And we have got, uh, we've got a kind of a touchy topic today. For a lot of people, we've uh, we've number one, we've been humbled by the success of the podcast. I couldn't believe there are so many people that actually want to listen to us clown around on a podcast and talk about financial advising. So thank you for our listeners who have done that. And we've actually had a lot of questions so far, which is kind of fun. So I thought today we could tackle one of the bigger questions we've gotten. And it's it, it, people actually want to meet you, Greg. Can you believe that? No, no, yeah. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I like would, uh, you're like a celebrity. I'd pay to meet you guys, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got a, we've got some questions on what conference what conferences we're going to be attending, and I, I just kind of like what 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 do you mean when you said that? And it is conference season. You know, broker dealers, FMOs, vendors, organizations, charters—they all have these conferences every year. These events where advisors flock to to learn and and grow and get better at their practices and meet other advisors. Because let's face it, this is a pretty lonely career in a lot of ways. You know, we're, we're, we we get into it. We expect to be part of this big tribe. And, and even if you started a wire, you're on your own, basically, uh, or somebody's trying to steal your book and bring you on as a team. And then when you go independent, it, it's even more so. So advisors love these kind of conferences. So I just want to kind of start. So, um, so Greg, how many conferences are you going to this year? I am going to th- three different conferences, two for sure. Uh, this is this is the first year, 2022. The past the past few years since COVID, it's all been virtual. And the virtual have been, uh, you know, like our broker dealer doesn't put a lot of money, it seems like into the virtual, they've kind of been lacking as far as the experience. So, uh, so this year is the first one where we're getting back to in person. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, that's awesome. How about you, Jeff? Um, tell me, about, you, you, you've been to a conference or two, I know it. And I, I, I know that you're going to a, a conference soon. But what you know? Have you ever learned something at a conference that's just changed your world? That just absolutely <laughs> flipped things around. <laughs> I've learned the people that sit with their uh, iPads and wireless keyboards that type into the iPad for three and a half days don't accomplish anything in their three and a half days. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it's the modern day version of what I used to do. Come back with like ten notebook pages full of stuff that I had written down. And it's so stupid because you don't do any of it. It's the pile of good intentions that I quit keeping the binders too. Thankfully, the binders are a thing of the past, but uh, it's all dumb. And so, yeah, I think the question is, well, what are you even trying to accomplish by going to these things? And I have, you know, so I think your question was, do, have I made any have I learned anything of significance and has it changed my life? Um, <laughs> I actually can tell you if you were to look at each of the little things I do in my day-to-day practice, 
I probably did pick up on them through some form of a conference or event that I attended or workshop I uh, watched or listened to. Um, but the main thing is I did them one at a time. Yeah. And, and so that's always my goal with a conference is to be like, what are the two things that I feel like are not as good as they could be right now, or that I wish were different? or that I know other people do have different or better than I have, and I can't get there. And what are then like the two things I need to do to make those two things happen? Uh, I mean, go into a five, three, four, five day thing with the goal of learning two things that you're actually going to do. Because the idea of taking pages and pages of notes is just a waste of time. Yeah, I think they're more impactful when you're um, when you're new in the business. As you get some some mileage on your uh, on, on your event attendees, you you pretty much have heard a, a lot of the stuff you're going to learn. But I agree, you've you've got to go if you go into these conferences. You have got to go in with the idea that you're going to you can take the notes if you need to, but you need to distill it down to two or three action items that you can implement. At some point, Brad, you, have you, you, I assume you've been to conferences before and been part of this circuit that's out there. Uh, you know, for you, is do you like hearing from uh, the broker dealers or the vendors or the, uh, the 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 advisors more more impactful to you? Definitely the advisors. I feel like most of the presentations are a veiled sales pitch from somebody because they are. But probably the biggest value for me, conference. Conferences t- taught me two things. One, who I don't want to be, right? 90%. And then um, there are, I think the value is in the the people. You're going to run into a, a handful, a small handful of people that, that would make an impact on you. Almost as like earlier in my career, like a mentor. I, I think that's that's the value of conferences for me. I've kept in touch with some people for 8, 10, 12 years that those people really made an impact on how I run my business over time. That's that's the value for me, especially starting independent or maybe if you go independent from a wire early in your career, you don't really have, I didn't really have a network of other advisors to to build on ideas or to share ideas. It was just, Jim, I think you said at the start, it was lonely. And this was a way for me to, to basically network and emulate people that had business practices that I wanted to follow. So yeah, I, I think breakfast, breakfast and lunch is where I've learned my absolute best advice I've gotten from conferences. You, yep. you end up being able to sit with somebody at breakfast or lunch that is uh, thinking about things differently and they open up and share. It's uh, It's been mission critical for me. So it's been great. Jeff, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going to share. Okay. I was just, I was going to ask Brad, if you look at those people you connected with and it's stuck, is there any theme in how their businesses compare to yours, like size and number of people and uh, length of experience and that kind of thing? Yes and no. Yes no. and no. I've had I've I've had it both ways. I've connected with a, a, the way that my business model adapted over time. I readily admit I took bits and pieces from other people that that play in the same market that I do, and I kind of made made them my own. So yeah, the, those guys, they were, they're just, some of them are still ahead of me. And then others, um, we'll call him Ken, right? Um, <laughs> I learned a ton from a guy who's, he's now retired. So it's not really fair to say, you know, is my business bigger than his? Yes. But I mean, 
he was invaluable to, to my growth over the years, just some of the things that I took. And, and these people are, are people that over time, our relationship developed where, you know, if I was hitting a, a tough spot or something didn't go my way, or I couldn't figure something out, I could, I could shoot a text or, or make a call and, and, and just, it would like open up doors that I didn't even consider. So both ways, people like me and people totally different from me. I think they can both be helpful. Uh, it, because the, the the funny theme is on these conferences is it's always hilarious when you're sitting at the table with the $200,000 producers of which I was one of at one time and everybody's crap talking the guy that just uh, presented that because he's producing 3 million a year. Uh, like, oh yeah, you know, like he knows what he's talking about. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, we're kind of all, <laughs> we're doing a 10th or less of what that yeah. person he, he did what you did in a month. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's truth to that in that some of that doesn't apply and you shouldn't pretend that it does. So it's like, you should be looking at people that are well above your level, but then also people that are just above your level, I think. Yeah. Jeff, I was at a conference once and, and Jim, you mentioned you had learned and it's been extremely useful at the lunch table or maybe dinner with, with different advisors at the conference itself. So if you could make an ideal conference, you would emulate, okay, let's have lunch hour with advisors that you like, that are successful, that you can learn from and forget about all this crap, all the, uh, you know, all the CE credits that people are chasing and all that kind of stuff. But, but Jeff, I was at a conference one time having lunch and I just sat down next to a couple, you know, guys with gray hair and, and I, <laughs> that's, but they were both wearing suits. And this was probably like eight years ago, 10 years ago, just when I was getting started, the guy said, I'm doing $200,000 in production. And the guy looked at him, he goes, I'm doing $2 million in production and I'm in the whatever club. And the guy with 200,000 goes, I can't, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around doing $2 million in production in, in one year. And the guy goes, it, no, oh, he goes, I meant $2 million so far this year. It was like <laughs> August. <laughs> and, he, and the guy with $2 million goes, I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to insult you, but I just can't imagine doing $200,000 a year. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How bad do you have to be if that's it? You, there's so, yeah. it, what it is, is you've, you've not found a tribe of people to help you reach your next level. That's really what it comes down to. Because yep. a lot of these people want to learn, they just don't know how to implement. Let's talk about for a second, you know, um, let's just shift gears really quick. And let's talk about the things that we hate about conferences because- uh, there is plenty to hate. You can only get so many free pens, guys. I know the vendor section's awesome, uh, but give me a break. You're going to spend the, the vendor section's horrible. You're going to talk to a bunch of people trying to sell you crap you don't need. Um, but you know what I hate about conferences? And you guys can weigh in on this. I hate when I go to a conference and like the entire conference is the either product vendors talking or like the talking heads of the firm. I really could care less about what software implementations you're going to make. I want to hear from... I want to hear from Greg and Jeff and Brad. I want them on stage breaking down their businesses and things they're sharing. I don't care what some vice president of something or other institutional sales at the firm has to say. I like I I don't even go to the I sleep in when that happens. What, what do you guys think about that? 
I'll share a really quick story. And then uh, Jeff and Brad, uh, the last one, the last big conference I went to like that, it was the national sales manager of this annuity company. And he got like one or two hours of CE credit. So I was kind of late getting there. And, but, but I got there right as the guy went on stage. The guy was, the, I mean, just slick, just, I mean, just, I bet his, his suit was $10,000. I mean, he, he was just a slick national sales manager. He goes, what do you got? And he starts off going, what do you guys hate about annuities? Number one, you got surrender charges. He goes, what if I told you we got no surrender charges? You, you can date them. You don't have to marry them. He goes, what, what about fees? What if I told you our annuity pay has zero fees? How does it get better than zero fees? And he just kept going on and on. I just like immediately walked out the door because that, that's, not a, that's not what I'm at the conference for. Exactly. How about how about you, uh, Jeff? What, what do, do you love hearing product vendors, or what, what do you what do you go there for? What's the purpose yeah. of going to a conference? Well, the mistakes that are so easily made, and we talked about this just recently too, um, about how advisors are always chasing the solution to yesterday's problem, and the product firms are feeding right into it. And so, I can guarantee you, if it's a downturn. Uh, and I can't wait till the one I go to in the near future. There's going to be the presentation about the uh, managed futures portfolio that didn't go down this year, uh, shifting your strategy to dividend oriented stocks because during the cycle that we happen to be in right now, they're in favor. Um, you know, I mean, it's the product firms are going to be catering to where they get eyeballs, and it's always the solution to yesterday's problem. So, be aware of that. And I mean, if anything, if you want to go look at what not to do, look at those presentations. It's probably a good clue as to where the investing public is at right now, which means it's time to be looking somewhere else. And so, yeah, that that's one of the things I, um, I've kind of quit basically attending the product presentations. Unless, I mean, some are good when they, there's this whole like value add thing that they're all trying to do now to get attention. And so then you have to sift through like, I mean, I'm so tired of the how to turn LinkedIn into a marketing engine presentation. I don't go to it anymore. Um, <laughs> so, you know, beware these phony value ads that they're using to get in front of people. But if you're selective and careful and look into that, maybe even look into the outside expert they're bringing in. I mean, I know work is hard and you have to like look at things ahead of time sometimes, but um, maybe there's a chance you can eke some value out of the right thing if you find the right presentation, but beware of all the yesterday's problems, yeah. solutions to yesterday's problems. Good point. Uh, Brad, how about you, sir? What's the question? You know, when you go to these things, are, are you there? You, I think you even answered it earlier, but you're, you're there to hear top producers or people producing more than you talk, uh, or are you there to hear the executive vice president of annuity sales talk about uh, whatever Greg was talking about with no fees and no surrender charges. I mean, I go for the white papers, obviously. <laughs> I, fig I, I figured that was you giving your personality. <laughs> no, the people for sure. Happy hour, lunch, breakfast. That's where that's where the hay is made. No doubt. You know, I like hearing people speak on stage, but I think the biggest value is a one-on-one -on -one or a small group casual conversation for sure. <laughs> Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. The thing that the thing that ticks me off about the, is, and it's just what, probably why is I went. Some guy was a really, really good speaker, great advisor, 
And I went to him afterwards, he walked off stage and everybody gave him his applause and everybody was walking out. And I had a question and I said, Hey, uh, you know, do you have like two minutes? He goes, Oh, Whoa. He pulls out his business card. He goes, call my assistant. If you want to talk to me, it's like $500 an hour or something like that. It's Uh like, I had a question about your marketing uh, (laughs) tactics, you know, give me a break, call your assistant, 500 bucks, kiss, you know. You and that actually brings up a pretty good point. You've got to be careful, even at these events, when you're talking to other advisors, you have to understand that people inflate their numbers all the time. So they, they always inflate their numbers. And the other thing is sometimes they inflate where they came from. And you know, everybody on this uh, on this podcast, we're all self-made. Daddy didn't give us $50 million, and then 10 million, 10, 10 years later, it was worth 125 million. And, and <laughs> And almost all of that was market growth. And now we're now we're excited about our 100 million. No, we all built it from scratch. So you have to be really careful when you go to these conferences. The people they put on stage, a lot of times those are retention tactics to make those people happy. Whether you go to an FMO conference or a broker dealer, an RA conference, they're trying to stroke the ego of the people on stage. And I'm not saying you can't learn something important there, but you have to be careful that those, uh, those people, that what they're talking about, you can replicate. And, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts of making sure that if you're if you're a three hundred thousand dollar producer and you have a three million dollar producer on stage, you you can get some things from it, but you're not going to go out and build that business tomorrow. You're not in the same stage, so it's really important. I think there's a better way though, and you know we've had some requests for this, but I think masterminds are where are where the you can really get the event kind of experience, but you can get those tactical things, and I know. Each of us, we've learned a ton from each other. Is Greg, are you part of any masterminds outside of this group? I am. Yeah, and there's, there's, you know, to be honest, there's in, in that mastermind, there's people below me, there's people above me, and and quite frankly, just because they're below you, above you, as far as production wise and, and where their business stands, um, there's there's things that you can take from from certain people. But what I will say is you have to kind of dif- differentiate, you know, kind of where they're at and keep that, keep that into consideration because there's certain people that when they kind of speak up, like for example, in one mastermind, we have somebody that just kind of speaks up and speaks up and speaks up. And it's the lowest, sometimes the lowest, you know, production person, least successful, if you will, uh, has the most opinions on things. And, uh, we all know that advisor. Um, so, um, so you kind of have to take that into consideration as well. But but yeah, being able to learn from other advisors is is absolutely crucial in this business because we're all on islands, you know, and, and quite frankly, I don't compete with the three of you, but I have learned so much from the three of you just in the time we've known each other. Well, and you know, one of the other things we keep talking about the people above you that you're listening to, and it's something I continue to be mindful of is that there are people that are uh, at an at a earlier stage of the business than we all are. And it's important the way you talk with those people, <laughs> you know, and um, understand. I, I've actually heard it said that uh, everybody should have one person that is above them that serves as their mentor, but then you should also have somebody below you that serves as your mentee. And, um, and I know we are uh, coordinating some things where we work with people that are looking to grow and, you know, one of the things that I have learned is the more coaching and consulting and mentorship that I do, the better I am at executing on the things that I tell other people that I'm doing. And so it's a good opportunity to look for those people that um, might be somebody that you could 
um, become a mentor too, which generally has a way of coming around and coming back to you and giving value to yourself as well. Uh, and that's why I hang with you guys because you guys all actually do that in the same way. Yeah. And, and Brad, it sounds like you've had some of those, those, those folks you've met at conferences sound like you've had some of those relationships as well. For sure. For sure. And they made a big impact on how my, how my practice developed over time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think from this group here, we, you know, we, we sort of all not Jeff started before us, but I think Brad and I started pretty much at the same time and we got connected in a, in a different fashion. But, you know, one of the biggest things I learned from talking to people that were ahead of me is figure out a way to go fee-based and annuitize your business ultimately. And that, that, you know, I started Edward Jones, which is pretty much a commission shop when I started and it. It really changed the perspective. And I don't know if I had not been part of an advisor community that I would have really known that one thing. And now my entire book is that way. Everything from annuities to obviously my RA assets are under management. I think, um, I think realistically, if you're, uh, if you're in a position where you have, uh, you don't have a group, a tribe, uh, a, a, a mastermind, I think that's what you've got to seek out. I, I really think you've got to find people. In it. And again, it's, you don't have to find people that are always above you. I mean, there's plenty of advisors that are six, seven years, four years into the business that are doing huge numbers and, and on the same trajectory you are. Those are the kind of people you've got to uncover and find. And it, it, does anybody have thoughts on how to, how, how do you locate people like that? What do you guys think? It's easiest if the if the mastermind is kind of built and all you have to do is join it, you know. So it's it's hey, we, we're building this successful mastermind. I just got an invitation for mine, and and what I found is I used to think, you know, when I started in this business that, you know, oh, all these all these advisors are going to be you know big egos, pretentious, this kind of stuff, and they're not going to be willing to help the other. They are. I, I'm. I'm. I wish I would have had that mentor. I had a couple, but um, but I wish I would have sought them out earlier on in my career. But there are so many advisors out there that want to form masterminds and aren't a part of masterminds, but are so willing to let somebody else light their candle from theirs. So, yeah, I think it's a good point. But let's do some. Let's let's go around and do a, a round robin on action items, some takeaways. So I, I just want to I want to understand fr from your perspective if you go to a conference what do you need to focus on or and and what what do you think is important to do that let's go ahead and just start with Brad today. Ooh, that's a good question. I would probably say be more um, focus focus more on the people around you and less on what's on the screens or in the binder. Good job. Yeah, that I think that's exactly right. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, I think I can boil it down. Go in with a short list and come out with a short list. When you, Jeff, I just want to ask when you when you say go in with a short list. When you go to a conference, are you are you going in there thinking, "Here's what I want to uncover. These are the, these are some pain points in my practice, and I want to find solutions to that." Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I mean, I two things. I want to go. I want to hang out at the bar at the end of the day. I want to make half of the breakfasts and not make the other <coughs> half of the breakfasts. Um, you know, and, but, so I've got that aspect a hundred percent. That's why I'm there. I want to see the people I've met before and meet new people and get to know new people who ultimately may very well become important to me, like what Brad's talking about. So that's number one, no doubt. I want to do that in general, but then specifically, yeah, I want to say, you know, if it's me right now, I, I'm uh, debating uh, staffing and, 
should I be adding additional staff and what role should that person be in? So I've got a clear business issue that I'm trying to deal with that leads me to then what presentations should I attend that are around that or what people should I seek out that I might have a discussion with that are hopefully just above me in that aspect that I can really say, okay, now I'm clearer on how I will actually go forward on accomplishing my objective. What are the first two steps I would need to either identify specific tangible goals or then act on as specific tangible action items? So yeah, taking a business item, turning it into a project. I love it. Yeah. So you're going in with an objective and looking for a solution rather than just going in and and obviously, one of the objectives is the bar, which I think we can all agree with. Uh, how about you, Greg? Yeah, yeah, I like Jeff's points. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing that. In fact, um, I, my approach has always been. I, I looked at the different presentations. I always want to go to the top producers' uh, presentations. Our broker dealer does a good job of, of you know, putting those people and saying, hey, these are the people in the top club level, maybe the top five percent of the firm. We'll let them talk and share, you know, their business practices, what they do. For me personally, it, it's a little different. I always want to hear what people are doing from a marketing perspective because that's what I, I wish I would have gotten a degree in marketing, but I am the chief marketing officer of my business. And I'm always wanting to hear what what other companies are doing, what other firms are doing to uh, to bring new clients to the table. So me personally, I that's go go talk to people about the issues of the business that interest you, whether it's, you know, hiring another team member and how that works, whether it's, you know, there's, there's always, uh, it, it seems like the big thing now with all the, the baby boomers wanting to retire uh, is, uh, is buying out practices. How do you merge or buy out practices? So um, I, I know a lot, a lot of people are interested in that. When I went to that presentation, there were like a hundred buyers for every one seller. So it know that there's going to be steep competition there. So, but, but aside from that, I would, I would try to seek out those people. Maybe it's at, at a happy hour or breakfast. Um, that's the most important time at that conference to, to talk to those advisors and, uh, and have the one-on-one conversations. And, you know, sometimes at a happy hour, people, uh, people aren't bashful about, uh, you know, especially when the, uh, drinks are flowing, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll tell it how it is, you know? Yeah, I love it. It, it, What I think what I think the action item and the takeaway here is that conferences are great, but go in, go in with um, go in with an agenda of what you want to accomplish and have fun, like go to the conferences, have fun, but ultimately distill what you're going to take away down to a couple action items and walk away with those, but ultimately build a tribe. You know, we've um, again, we've been pretty humbled by the the, the amount of downloads and the success that uh, we've had so far. So we want to thank everybody that's listening. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Uh, but more than anything, uh, we, we've had some requests on, do we have host a mastermind ourselves? And how can we uh, how can we communicate with you guys? So I want to encourage everybody to go out to our website, thefinancialadvisorsedge.com. And um, on our website, and you'll see this in the show notes here, but on our website, we've got a form. If you're interested in connecting with us and being part of a mastermind we're going to put together, I want you to go ahead and sign up for it. And we're about 60 days away from launching this, but we're just sort of talking about how do we connect this advisor community? How do we get like-minded people in a room who want to grow, who want to build practices to $100 million, who really want to do it the right way? Um, Go out, fill that out, leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate listening. 
Until next time, remember, uh, you've got the edge here, guys. If you follow what we talk about, this is the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week. Thank you.